Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Beneath the Maze. I'm your host, BP Murray, back this week to deliver the Season 1 finale. Tonight's episode will focus on fear. What contributes to fear? And what protects us from it? Fear is the king on the chessboard. Without fear, the jester loses so much power. So in order to better understand what the jester is doing, we need to understand fear. So let's do it. Let's drill 70 feet beneath the maze for episode 7, Fear in the Mist. I'm going to start with a seemingly odd question. Who is more fearful of death? Those who are religious or those who are not? Which political party is more religious? Democrats or Republicans? Which political party was more afraid of COVID-19? Democrats or Republicans? Fear has an extremely important role in society. We wonder why religion is under attack by the jester. The reason is fear. Those who are religious are, on average, less fearful of death than those who are not religious. We know this with logic. Someone who is religious believes that they know what happens to them when they die, and thus they are less afraid of death. Now whether they are right or not, is irrelevant. Those who are not religious do not know what happens when they die, or they think people just rot in the ground. So on average, a religious person is less afraid of death than a non-religious person for the simple logical fact that people who are religious believe that better days come after death, whereas those who are not religious believe you just rot in the ground. It's just darkness. Well, I can tell you that if I had to pick one or the other, I would pick the better days rather than darkness. I'd be more afraid of darkness than better days. If you cannot effectively frighten your own people, then you cannot control them. A politician or political party that seeks to corrupt a nation will be quick to control religion in society. Alexander Hamilton once said, A nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. And of course what he means here is that if society chooses to disgrace themselves rather than face their fear, they are prepared for a master, a ruler, king. If you succumb to fear, you'll forfeit freedom. Why is fear so important? Because fear sells. Let me give you an example. Let's say there are only two things on TV. Would you rather watch coverage of a plane crash in Cuba or a wedding in Canada. Let's say you have no connection to either. Which one are you watching? 
One story is celebrating life. One is a tragic story of death. Which one are you watching? See, now, why did you pick the plane crash? The answer is fear. More specifically, fear of death. Fear sells. Fear is gripping. Whenever someone dies or a tragedy occurs like a plane crash, as human beings, we find ourselves asking how. When a tragedy like a plane crash is put up against a wedding, as human beings, we generally know everything we need to know about a wedding. But a plane crash where hundreds of people die? That puts you on the edge of your seat. Gets you wondering when your time will come. It grabs your attention. Now, in the eyes of the media, which is profitable only with the ability to grab your attention and hang on to it, which story are they more likely to run? The wedding or the plane crash? How about from the perspective of the jester who seeks to be elected? What tactic should he or she use? Fear or something else? Which political party do you think uses fear more often in America? And perhaps the better question is, which party's base or voters is the use of fear more effective with? Who is more affected by fear, Democrats or Republicans? And of course, we've already answered this question. The left is less religious and thus more fearful. My evidence to support this, just take a look at COVID. Who was more fearful of the virus? The pandemic, Democrats or Republicans? It is indeed interesting that over the last 30 years, as America has become less religious, it also moved further to the left politically. So you start to see now religion is connected to fear. And thus, to further understand fear, we must understand religion. Does God exist? And if so, can you prove it? Can I prove it? With logic. Yeah, Murray, can you prove it? With your God-given gift of logic and reason, can you prove it? Yes. My logical argument starts with another question. What is good? How do you know what good is? How do you know what is good and what is not? How do you know murder is wrong? It is here that many skeptics will claim, I was taught. Why were you taught that murder is wrong? Why were you taught that A is good and B is bad? And why is it very easy to agree that stealing, assault, rape is wrong? And skeptics may say here, well, well murder is against the law. Really? So you need the law to tell you what is right and wrong? If rape were legal, would you rape that pretty girl across the street tomorrow? 
And more importantly, would you feel guilty about it? And that brings me to my next question. Why do we have this feeling of guilt when we've done something wrong? Where does that come from? Why do anything good? Why pay for dinner for a friend? Why shovel the snow off the driveway for your neighbor? It feels good to do good, doesn't it? Why does it feel good to do good things? Why does it feel bad to do bad things? Abe Lincoln famously said, When I do good, I feel good. When I do bad, I feel bad. That is my religion. We don't need laws to discover right from wrong, and I can prove it. Let's use the deserted island example again, as I like to do. Let's say that a hundred people are born at the same time, and as babies, we drop them all on an island. And though impossible, let's just say they survive as infants into young adults, and they have had no contact with or knowledge of the outside world. If one of them catches a fish and another one steals the fish, what happens? The person who had their fish stolen gets angry. If one person beats the crap out of another person, what happens? The person who was beaten cries in agony, bleeds, asks for help. The next day they have bruises, marks, scrapes. People can see these injuries and they ask what happened, only to be told who did it. And the third-party individuals have sympathy and anger. The point I'm getting at here is that we as humans have the ability to discover what is right and wrong without anyone to tell us. The ability to discover right from wrong is commonly known as natural law in philosophy. It is defined as a law that man discovers through natural means, or as I like to say, it is our ability to determine what is right and what is wrong. What gives us this ability? And most importantly, why do we have the ability to determine right and wrong, good and evil? Why do we have this ability? We have legs so that we can walk. We have eyes so that we can see. Why do only humans have the ability to determine right from wrong? We must have an answer to this question. This is a very extraordinary power to have. There must be a reason why we have it. It must be significant for us to have. For some reason, we were meant to use it, clearly. Just like we were meant to use our eyes and our legs. We were meant to use it. Since we were meant to use natural law, it must be important that we do so. It must be significant that humans use their ability to determine right from wrong. Otherwise, why have the ability? It is my only logical conclusion 
that if we are meant to use this ability, then our actions that follow choosing right or choosing wrong must be important. Otherwise, why have the ability? If it matters what we choose, when we know right from wrong, then one can only conclude that we are being judged. If it does not matter what we choose when we know right from wrong, then why do we have this ability? Can you even imagine what society would look like if we never knew right from wrong? People would just be killed on a regular basis, but perhaps no one would care or pay much attention to it. You know, like Sandy uh, got raped uh, two times down the street, but no one would care. You know, no one would, it would just be chaos and pandemonium, but we wouldn't think it was right or wrong. It would just be another thing that happened. Why do we know what is right and what is wrong? One can only conclude that we are being judged based on this string of logic. Give me another reason why we have the ability to determine right from wrong. This ability, which is so critical to how society works, why do we have it? There is no other logical reason why. Choosing right and wrong must be significant in our lives. Whether we choose right or choose wrong must be important for some reason a reason beyond society itself. And the only logical conclusion I can come up with is that we are being judged or will be judged when we die. God is real. Judgment day will happen for everyone. It is only a question of a when. The mist clears and the maze crumbles when you start to believe. And that is the way, the truth, and the light to escape the maze, my friends. God Almighty. Thanks for listening.